In turbulent economic times, with TikTok-paced changes and trends, brands must pivot or die to stay relevant. In each episode, we explore brands who made successful pivots and those who didn't. This is Pivot or Die, How Brands Make It. Welcome to Two Peas on a Pod. Today I have guest Anod Varma. He is the founder of Creator.co, a matchmaking service between creators and brands to help you increase your marketing and visibility online. Anod, thank you for coming in here today. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Right now, brands are looking to collaborate with creators more than ever. Traditional media is definitely in a weird place right now. <laughs> the streaming services, creators, podcasts, all of this is really rapidly growing. And you saw this years ago, like you founded, you've you've been on top of this. I just wanted to get your opinion on this phenomenon from your perspective. You know, I think influencer marketing has been around for for generations, to be honest. You know, people have always believed people that that they idolize or trust or look up to in some way, that kind of humanization of brands flowing through an indiv- a trusted individual or a famous individual and then having, having that kind of level of trust trickle down to the consumer, I think has been around for a long time. But we didn't really have a term for it because for the longest time, it was mostly like celebrities, you know, A-list athletes or actors or, or you know, politicians or what what have you, you know, were, were given these opportunities by brands or, or, or approached by brands to, you know, experience their product or whatever they're offering and then share that. Obviously, their reach was wide enough and their, and their fame was was high enough where people people were drawn to it. And it saw some really good early success. As we evolved as consumers, we've come to realize that those interactions between brands and A-listers, let's just call them, or, or celebrities, is typically paid for. And so the the authenticity of it, especially in you know, today's world where there's such a gap between the wealthy and, and the regular, let's call it, not even you know people who aren't wealthy, I think people today are more drawn to believe people like them. And that's kind of what I've kind of witnessed over the last few years and really why we built Creator. You know, influencer marketing has always been a thing. People will always influence people. It's 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 proven in history for for one thing or another. And brands, you know, started taking advantage of it, advantage of it kind of in, in the 50s and, and ever since then. I've seen it evolve. And I think as we evolve, what's going to happen is the pool of influencers, quote unquote influencers, will get bigger. The average following in that size will become smaller and the niches will become more specific. So you know, if you are, are interested in health and wellness, of course, there's going to be some, some you know, A-list celebrities and trainers or whatever that you might follow for a good workout tip. But for people that are experimenting with different products, or you're looking for reviews or a trust, you know, trusted purchasing advice, I think people are going to start moving towards smaller circles where they feel there's a little bit more trust and intimacy between the creator and their audience. And that's kind of what we're, what we're experiencing and kind of seeing right now is, is the industry is getting bigger. The, what constitutes as being a creator is, is getting more specific in terms of niche and smaller in terms of following. There's a huge shift. I just, I remember growing up and everyone would be following like Britney Spears and whatever she was using. And then now, I mean, Britney Spears is a kind of interesting example because she's still very relevant today. But like, let's say Jennifer Aniston, like she would always be doing those, like I think Aveeno or some Mm -hmm. kind of skincare, you know, commercials. And then now, you know, that's not really the place where young people are consuming their content. They're not going to see that ad. They might see the ad on YouTube or something like that, but Jennifer Aniston isn't going to speak to everyone the same way. We don't have so much of that celebrity that everyone knows we're kind of in our silos. Yeah, totally. That's, that's, and let's be honest, like as, you know, let's say educated consumers, like, 
you think, you know, Jennifer Aniston is not applying like, I don't like virgin goat milk yeah. and red gold flake leaves all over her face <laughs> to make it like look that way. Like it's just Aveeno overnight cream. Like let's yeah, like, shoppers. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it, you kind of just see through it and you know, she is an actress. You guys. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so there's no makeup in those commercials. It's just she got out of bed and splashed her face with a vino and showed up on camera. So I think people kind of see through that. Whereas the cool thing about kind of micro influencers is a micro influencer, if they want to be truly authentic, can just get out of bed, take a picture or do a quick video of their routine and actually kind of showcase those results without a filter. And that's much more believable. So the upside to a brand in that scenario is there's way more trust. It's way more authentic, probably has the potential to generate more conversion down the road or a higher conversion rate. The downside to the brand is that individual necessarily doesn't have the reach to stimulate, you know, thousands of sales. So sure. it's finding that right balance between size or, or leveraging that content through through different promotional strategies. We're big believers that content generated from micro influencers converts better, um, more efficiently, and and helps kind of humanize the brand a little bit more. It certainly is a great way for brands to gain visibility to partner with, like what your program has, and or what did you call it? I call I, we call it an ecosystem today because it's connected to a bunch of different things. But yeah. So like instead of doing the exhausting thing that brands have to consider when they're going to start working with influencers, which is, you know, it's not just, hey, here's the product and they're going to say, yes, you know, you need to go through contracts and negotiating. And, you know, the really great way to gain visibility online is when it's a massive amount of micro influencers, which is what your ecosystem brings to your clients. It's really cool how you've been able to solve that really big pain point and be able to open up a really efficient relationship relationship building platform for your clients and brands. I definitely think there's been a huge, massive shift in online marketing. Brands naturally think of paid ads, ads that people are paying for spots on Instagram, Google, or YouTube. What would you say are the main reasons that brands need to embrace creator collaborations and use part of their online budget towards that? I think, you know, one of the things that brands maybe miss is that they're creating content, which is great and every brand should be, but that, you know, there's, there's brand created content and then there's UGC or user generated content. We've found that, that UGC, if you're, if you're, even if it's not the influencers organic post, but you're, you're running two ads at the same time, doing an AB test on the same channel, similar budget, but the content is the only different thing. So same audience, same placement, all of that. But one content is, you know, brand X saying, Hey, you know, brand X is awesome. And then we have the creator saying, Hey, I tried brand X and this is what I thought. And, and it was pretty good that the latter is actually going to drive more conversions, 3.2 times better conversion rates. And I think that if brands understand that, then they'll, they'll be more open to a collaborating with creators and then understanding that leveraging that content in their existing strategy is going to result in a win. So even even using that collaboration as an ad can also boost sales. Exactly. Yeah, that's something I don't think a lot of brands think about. But even when you are considering doing collaborations versus put, like putting some of your budget towards collaborations, just, yeah. those, just yeah. Yeah. exposure to those audiences, brands really underestimate it. I agree with you that when you're kind of only served content from a brand that's like, hey, this is what we're selling. This is what we're 
we're selling. Hey, we're selling this. Hey, yeah. we're doing a sale. It's like people don't want to follow a flyer. They want to yeah. discover cool other creators. They want to want to see like a lifestyle behind the brand or see it integrated into someone's daily routine. And, you know, we work together with your rebrand to creator.co. I know before you were a uh, shop and shout, I think that was really interesting because it was during that time when everyone was embracing this term creator and there's kind of this move from the term like influencer. What do you think is behind this switch? You know, it's it's an interesting space to be because we made the, the decision as a company to rebrand because we kind of saw the direction of this, you know, the creator economy really. And, and we wanted to be at the center of that. The term influencer through, you know, SNL and through some other like meme sites and things like that kind of got a bit of a, a shaky rep. Influencers uh, in the wild. Yeah, influencers in the wild, exactly, which I love, by the way. Yeah, I love, yeah. you know, that's that's good stuff. And I think, you know, I think it's just a matter of understanding that influencers is is kind of a catch-all phrase. And if you want to, you know, get up every day and talk about your life and eventually grow your following and and, and you are influencing people in one way or another, then that's great. You know, I, I guess you can call yourself an influencer. And then there's content creators and these individuals are concerned about what they're creating and putting out there. They're passionate about it. Creators is kind of becoming catch-all as well a little bit because you have creators in, in the music space, you have creators in the art space, you have creators in the food space, and then you have kind of social media creators, which is, you know, diverted from influencers. And so there's a lot of jargon in, in the industry. And I think for any brand that's looking to get into it is, I guess, don't worry so much about the jargon. I think understanding what your overall strategy is, because at, at the end of the day, you know, if you're a brand and you can benefit by having a musician or an artist, you know, speak to you or speak about your experience, you, that's great. And if you're in the CPG space and, and your brand is very conscious, content heavy, it's easy to generate content for the brand. It's, it's monsterable or, or it looks good. It's, you know, we like to call, you know, is it Instagram sexy, which means does it look good? Can you photograph it? You know, that kind of, can you present it? And if that's the type of brand that you operate, then, then social media influencers work great for that. And it's really just about solidifying the strategy. So how are you going to approach things? What's, what's the outcome that you're looking for? And then finding the individuals that want that their values align with the brand and they want to be a part of the campaign objectives. What would you say is one of your most successful brand collaborations that you've done where you just saw a big transformation with the brand from leveraging creators? I had a number of clients that have been with us for years. Think Bar Free, um, Zero Water. These are brands that are in competitive spaces and we've seen them grow upwards of over 200% really in different areas. For some of the brands that we're helping at retail, we've helped them grow sales by 80% using influencers going into store. We call it an experiential campaign where we'll send influencers into brick and mortar stores or even online at Amazon and they'll showcase the, the purchase path. So where they found it online or where they found it in store, if it's on sale and they'll document that entire kind of journey, share it with their audience. And then once they have the product at home in their hands, they'll create kind of more uh, aesthetically pleasing content. So you get that humanization and that realism of like, Hey, I bought it. It was here. This was the price. And then you've got, I've got it at home. You know, that's it cool. It's and very different than just the picture smiling with it, eating it, but it's more like the line of communication. And, cool. and I don't think brands realize that it can help their retail sales like that. That's really interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really cool strategy. And what we're seeing is, is that if you can, if you can help your brand increase lift at retail or sell-through velocity that the POs coming back to you end up being 20, 30, 40% more because the buyer now has to forecast for that increased sell You are moving into the NFT space. Tell us more about your move into the NFT space and the potential there for creators and brands because that's exciting. It's it's a huge... like. 
like we're just in the parking lot of, of mm-hmm. Web3. Like we don't even know what's inside the building yet. I know. And, I'm like kind of scared. <laughs> yeah. yeah I think a lot of people are. And it's okay. It's, it's, it's the same fear that we went through, you know, for the dot-com. And there was a dot-com bubble and there'll be a Web3 bubble too. Like it, it shouldn't right. be a surprise. We've seen it happen. Um, but I think that the potential of what NFTs can do and, and how they um, how they can they can act as a direct line of communication between a brand and a customer, a brand and a community member. It's just so powerful. So you're removing the middlemen. You're removing the need for a physical gift card. You're removing the need for a social media channel. You know, if inst- if you're a big, you know, let's just pick a brand that that operates in a in a gray area, like a cannabis brand. You know that we we've, we've spoken to multiple cannabis clients that their Instagrams get shut down or, or uh, you know things happen, and when that happens, it, it's a big blow to the brand. I'm not here to debate, you know what business is right or wrong, but being able to have a direct line of communication with your audience, your customer is, in my opinion, invaluable. And that's what NFTs bring. If you bought something at Walmart and got a free NFT with every purchase, and now uh, you you know you hold that NFT, and as you continue to purchase more, you earn discounts. They send you flyers directly in that method. They put you in draws and you in prizes. They can communicate with you directly without the need for an email server, without the need for a social media channel, without the need for a flyer without the need for the radio. And it makes things a lot more personable because that NFT holder, you can also give them access to send communication back to you in terms of voting, in terms of feedback. It's all authenticated on the blockchain. So you're not, you know, getting bots and spams and things like that. So I think the power of it is is incredible. And it's great that people are seeing the art side of things in terms of, you know, it's cool, unique pieces of art. That's great. But it's more and like a it, line of communication, I guess. It's, that you're it's, the, it's the utility, I guess, mm-hmm. that I would say. It's the utility that it brings in because an NFT can be literally like, any, I don't want to say anything, but almost anything. Like you can have a group of NFT uh, holders vote on a new shoe design or a new clothing design or a new flavor or, or, you know, it becomes market research. It becomes promotion. It becomes gift card, your loyalty program. Are you going to be integrating this into your platform in terms of brands communicating with customers or are you going to start with the creator side first? So we'll, we'll start on the creator side because there's more of them and I think they're more eager to get into it right now. We're going to be giving creators the ability to, to lazy mint, promote, distribute their NFTs through our ecosystem. We'll, we'll actually, once we you know work through the natural kinks that'll come out when we do the feature release, we'll, we'll actually open that feature up to brands as well. So they'll have the ability to now give, for example, their influencers an NFT so if you're an influencer for Coke and Coke gives you an NFT, which is like, yeah, you're a verified creator of Coke. And therefore, maybe now all of the influencers, now they have verified NFTs. So when they're promoting a product, people know that it's authentic. You know, Coke has vetted them They're You know, they've met a certain set of criteria and, and they can be more trusted in that sense. So there's lots, lots of potential with NFTs. Yeah. Really exciting. Do you have a date for when you plan to launch the creator NFTs? We're hoping in the next two to three months. Really? Oh, so exciting. And that's going to be announced on your website. That'll be announced on web, social, and and there should be uh, some publications coming out with it as well. Okay, well, tell everyone where they can find you. Find us at uh, at creator.co. We'll also be doing an NFT drop, which plants a million trees. So we're hoping for a sellout there and to do some good in Madagascar. So I think that uh, is a very cool project. If people, if you are a creator listening to this and you want to get into into the space, the creator uh, passport NFT is is a really cool feature that we're bringing out on Web3 and check it out on our website. Uh, You might be really surprised at what we can bring. uh, Their website is creator.co. Creator.co. It's really cool to see how fast you've grown this business and, and how you kind of saw it ahead 
head. I feel like when I met you, was it maybe four years ago or so, or three years ago, something like that? Three or four, yeah. Yeah, and I was, and I, I, we met through EOA and I remember you were talking about this and I was like, oh, there's a lot of potential here. And then literally when the pandemic hit, it was just perfect timing for you really and, and amplified everyone's desire to get online and real and brands really started to go oh crap like this is really important and I'm actually very behind and so it's been really cool to see you grow and all of the brands you've been working with grow and now you're you're ahead again ahead of the curve doing NFT work so yeah very cool to to know you and I'm excited to see where you go as an entrepreneur because this is yeah that was really impressive yeah, well, we're not, you know, we're not one of the big giants in the space. And and when you run with the elephants, there's the quick and the dead. So we got to, we got to move quickly and get stuff done. And yeah, we hope that the features that we bring inspires the creator economy and, and we build really cool tools that they want to use. And if we do that, I think we'll be, we will be one of the big ones. Very exciting. Thank you so much for coming on today and wish you the best. Awesome. Thanks so much. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me.